Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Listeners, we are in for a treat. Joining us today is the lovely Dr. Jasmine Lee Morse, a multi-talented author, speaker, educator, and award-winning community leader. Join us as she speaks about her book, Heart Rhythms, Surviving Singleness with Faith, Know-How, and Grit. And as she talks about her own transformation, the importance of forgiveness, and how others have inspired and empowered her life. Okay, everyone, are you ready? We'll let the journey begin. Welcome, Dr. Jasmine. We are so excited to have you as a special guest today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to reconnect with you after all this time. I know, I know. I'm so excited to have you here. The listeners are in for a special treat. The pleasure is definitely all ours. And I just want to talk about how humans, our connections and our relationships are so intricate to the development of our lives. So before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, I want to get into the essence of how it all started. This podcast is all about the journey and we learn from everyone's journey. So I want you to tell us your story leading up to your transformation. Oh my goodness, that's a loaded question. But I think the thing that really led to my me intentionally focusing on my transformation. And what I mean is going from a person that lived in childhood traumas, that um, suffered through different depressions, uh, and just had lots of bottled up things, pain and anger and disappointments that followed me. The thing that spearheaded my identity transformation, if you will, really was relationship heartbreak. And in doing so, in going through relationship heartbreak, you know, that big breakup, I decided to intentionally focus on my healing and really why I was attracting the types of men I was attracting in my life. So I was attracting the most complicated parts of my being. And in doing so, I wasn't living to my fullest potential and I wasn't showing up in the world as the best version of myself. So the thing, like I said, heartbreak. And then from there, once I really intentionally focused on myself, on my journey, I began to implement strategies to really help me start my transformation. Just a couple things I'll share with you um, at the top of our conversation is really, I started really doing my devotional time with with God, really um, speaking affirmations over my life, really um, meditating, exercising, and focusing not only on my internal, but my physical, like really changing my diet, exercising, uh, and doing all those things. I'm focusing on the whole body, not just that mending of that heartbreak, that heart pain that I was feeling because of the loss of a relationship. 
Right. Oh, I love that. I love all of those things. This idea, this journey in general is just, it's almost like you can compare it to like a roller coaster because we're all over the place. All of our emotions, all of our connections, all of our experiences. And I love um, when you talked about the, the different things that led you to this. I love you have this concept throughout your book that focuses on this idea of heart rhythms and tapping into um, what, what, I, what you call a quote unquote emotional steadiness. Yes. Can you tell, tell us uh, about that concept and that understanding that how that we work first thing we do is work out or maybe the first thing we do is meditate or pray whatever it is that is your routine we all have our life routine we have what I call in my book the life rhythm and when we're going throughout our day-to-day routines sometimes life snaps you down like you get to work and you think it's a regular day and you got a pink slip on your desk or you 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 on the way somewhere and you have an accident or you're on on the way somewhere and you get a life-changing phone call or a life-changing diagnosis. So mm. when you have those right. things that interrupt your day-to-day uh activities, your day-to-day rhythm, I suggest in my book that your heart rhythm can be thrown off kilter if some of those life change or life altering things happens in your life that throws you off your steadiness. And sometimes people aren't able to find their steadiness unless there is intentional effort to do so. So in my book, I talk a lot about how my heart rhythm was really unsteady. Um, And when I was dating in relationships and I realized that I was living my life um, with what I call an emotional heart arrhythmia. And this arrhythmia that had my heart beating too fast, searching for a relationship, searching for fulfillment because of the rejection from what I felt was rejection from my father. And so having said Mm -hmm. that, um, because my heart was beating so fast, um, speeding through life, hoping to get that uh, family, great career, and then husband, what I thought was my peak. When I didn't get that at the time frame that I thought I was, I was really feeling this unsteadiness or uneasiness. So that's what I really mean about this heart rhythm. Until I was able to focus intentionally on my healing and wholeness, both mind, body, and soul, I was not steady and I was attracting, again, like I said, the um, wrong types of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that was something that you I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was something that really stood out to me even um, early on in the first chapter. I think a 21st page, you say, unless I changed my mind, my world would never change. I attracted positive things in my life when it came to everything else except men. And you go on to talk about those feelings of rejection and abandonment after your father left. And I know that those experiences can kind of bring out a lot of negative feelings. But I want you to talk about how you changed your mindset. So first thing I had to do, I had to do was forgive. I need to forgive my father. And not literally live. Forgiveness. How about that? Like, I could not... Look at TV, right? Or look at the world around me and think that I would have this fairy tale life 
and that my um, father would be some representation that I saw on television. I needed to accept my father for who he was and who he was not. How about that, right? I needed to accept him that he could offer he had what he could offer. And when mm -hmm. I was able to start forgiving, when I started having open, honest conversations with my father, I was able to move, slowly move past. It wasn't something that was overnight. I was able to slowly move past this rejection and abandonment and realize that my uh, my father offered me what, what he had or, or what he did not have, right? And then I had to recognize all of the bonus male figures that I had in my life. Okay. So mm -hmm. I've had to view God as my father, number one. And I had to really search the scriptures to de determine and read about how God can show up in my life as my father. So every time, for example, I needed something fixed in my home, I got the resources that I needed to fix it. I talk about in my book, it's a crazy, funny story, right? Um, when I moved into my house, um, I had squirrels in my attic, girl. I had squirrels in oh. my attic, and they had babies, okay? Oh, no. They're scary right. looking. They and were that, running, running and all in the, in the attic. And I literally lived at my mother's house for like a month because of this until the pest <laughs> control company could get all these squirrels out of my house. But I called this company. And the, the owner of the company came to my house and he assessed the situation and he said, you know what? You look like you're scared. <laughs> you don't know what's happening. I'm going to treat you like my daughter. And it's oh, the craziest wow. thing that literally that did so much for my spirit, Nikita. Like literally, I feel like God showed up for me as a re representation. He sent a representative to me. That's wow, one that's that one amazing. example. I have so many examples when God literally provided me with that male figure to help me through different situations. When I bought my first car, I talk about in my book, my church dad, and he was right there negotiating the deal for me. That's something that my biological father should have been there to do. But he sent mm -hmm. someone, a male mentor at my church, who was able to walk me through the process, help me get a great deal. And he literally helped me buy two of my cars that I purchased. Like, there, oh, I have so amazing. many examples of when God provided what I needed through a male. And so when mm -hmm. I began to recognize how I was being cared for, it might not have been through by the means that I wanted it, but it was by the means that it came to me. Many examples of that. So once I forgave my father, recognized all of the fathers that I had, he was not the only one. My stepdad never missed a birthday. He never missed a special occasion in my life. While I didn't have my biological father, I had my stepdad who was there for me. So once I forgave, realized all the people that were surrounding me and circling me, and then started doing affirmations. Started accepting myself for who I was. Started living my life. And this is what I'll tell any single woman. Live your life. Don't wait to travel. Don't wait to pursue those dreams. But also be open to those relationships, right? And so that's just mm -hmm. a glimpse of some of the things that I, I did. I talk about a lot more in my book. But those are some of the main um, topics that helped me 
reach this transformation that we're talking about. And I love that word, transform. I always say readers, for the listeners out there, um, one of the really cool things is that you also have a journal yeah. to um, that like accompanies the book. The book is called Heart Rhythms, Surviving Singleness with Faith, Know-How, and Grit. And it is a wonderful collection of essays. Dr. Dr. Jasmine goes through so much and she's all of these little nuggets that she's providing here are all throughout the book. And, and it's an amazing and I, how awesome it is to heal through writing in a journal. And, and the fact that you provide really, it keeps people, I guess, connected. And, and you know, that, that, that idea where you talk about healing and, and understanding truth, being able to write and, 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 and write your affirmations and talk about those things. I like that you have that journal and it, it's a good form of just communicating. Yes. And, and speaking of communicating, I really love you're connecting readers with the, the idea of not using marriage as the, the defining moment in their lives, but really getting into that. I love that you are doing a lot of work mentoring and in the community. Yes, definitely. Um, Tell a little bit about your mentoring and how much that has impacted your life. Mentoring now. is a big part of my life. So I have a young lady that I mentor um, from time to time. And we were literally just talking this week. And I was just sharing with her that she's graduated with her, with her master's degree. And I said, now it's time for you to pursue that career, pursue your purpose, um, get in line with what you think you've been created to do. And in doing so, you will find your partner and purpose. You know, don't wait to do those things that are on your heart because you can walk right into different opportunities, which could lead to another opportunity, which could lead to you finding your spouse, which could lead to you getting married. But also as you live, you can fall into those things that you desire as long as you have your purpose and those things that you've been created to do. Uh coming to you and you're pursuing them. And so that's, I enjoy mentoring and I enjoy both doing it both professionally and just outside of my profession, because I love to really give back in the ways that are most meaningful to people, particularly because I don't want people to fall into some of those pitfalls that I have in my past. Mm -hmm. I like that. And mentoring is so, it's so cathartic for, for, you know, for ourselves you know, it's a it's a way to give back and inspire people. Absolutely. And speaking of and speaking of inspire, when you think of inspiring people, who are you inspired by, hmm. and why did you choose that person or those people? That's such a great question. Um, I think I'm inspired by my grandmother, who's no longer with me. I'm inspired mm -hmm. by her because of her tenacity, because of her desire to embrace new things, explore. She loved to travel, even though she wasn't um, afforded those opportunities in her youth. When she was able to afford to travel and she worked, she was a teacher for over 30 years. She sought every wow. opportunity to explore and do things and travel and then introduce her grandchildren 
to things that she had never been introduced to as a child. I'm I'm inspired by my mother, um, who has instilled with me the passion to have a relationship with God and giving me my foundation there. Her hard work, her love, her fight and willpower for her to protect and educate her children. But I'm also um, inspired by people who are where I aspire to be. Um, What I mean is I have different goals in life, but I I call myself an interdisciplinarian where um, I like to fuse, if you will, um, my faith, um, but also my professional acumen, business acumen uh, with my creativity. So I have like, I call myself interdisciplinary and like, I love a lot of things, you know, so I don't want to be boxed in. So people who don't allow themselves to be boxed in, it can evolve over time and become something new. So I love Melissa Harris Perry. I, I love people who can take on, um, new roles and opportunities. And I don't have one set person, one set mentor, if you will, in my mind, but I just love people who can evolve over time because one minute I might be an English professor and the next minute I might might be um, starting a new business. You know, I don't want to be boxed. Right. You know, I I can relate to that so well. I, I just, I always say that the people who I bring on my podcast are people who have so many slashes. They're they're just they're not just this. They're this. They're that. They're this. And I love the idea that you talk about want to not to put yourself in a box. And sometimes one of the reasons I feel people feel like life gets in their way of their dreams is because it doesn't seem to be enough time in the day mm. um, to have all of these things. So how do you balance your day to day life along with your career? and as well as pursuing your passions? That's a great question. I am, what I'd like to think is mid-career. Um, I've been working in um, the federal sector for, it'll be in July, 17 years, right? Um, mm-hmm. I've taught academically for probably just as long um, as I've been in federal government. I started a business not long ago. So this this idea about evolution is very important to me. Um, this whole idea about balance is also very important. So when I unplug from my nine to five, I do a deep dive into my passions. I, I love to write. I love to travel. I, I know how to unplug when necessary. My whole point, I say all I have to say, I have I wear many hats, but I know how to unplug. So right now I'm doing this podcast with you and it's um, giving <laughs> me great pleasure to reconnect with you, right? But um, when I, I unplug from, from you, um, just yesterday I was in a board meeting. I know how to unplug and transition to put on different hats um, and just do the things that I love and do the things that support the fulfillment of what I'm, I'm created to do, but also would bring me joy and peace and happiness. Because at this stage in my life, I'm not looking to do anything that doesn't align with those things. Right? The things that make you happy. Yeah. And I think so. for so long, people are, you know, they feel like you can't have, you can't have this, you can't have that. You can have it. 
And there are people like yourself who balance that. And I, and I love that. And that's why I wanted to bring you on because I love the way you're able to balance all of the things that you're passionate about that you love and, and still have time to decompress and do things like my podcast. Very I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, one other thing, one of the, another question that I always, uh, I always like to ask people is you throughout um, there are all these different moments. Tell us a time when a connection in your life led to a moment of success. Hmm, there have been so many moments of success. Um, I'll tell you about one that we're both connected to. You know, we're both Morgan State University grads, right? HBCU grads, oh right? So I'll go there. Um, because it's it gives us connection. When I was working on my doctoral program at Morgan State, uh, I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> right? I'm at the stage when I'm supposed <laughs> to write my prospectus, come up with what I'm going to do. I've taken all my classes. I've passed my comps. What in the world, right? So. I was sitting outside of Dr. Love's, Dr. Monifa Love's office at Morgan State at the time. She was the uh, grad studies uh, chair and she was in charge of that yes, program. Love right? her, you love remember, her. love Dr. Love. Shout out Dr. Love, right? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting outside of her office waiting to go into my appointment with her to discuss next steps and things. And I'm sitting there literally about to drop out of the program. Because <laughs> I mm. was just done. I didn't care what my mother said. I didn't care what anybody said. I was just like done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I didn't feel like I was getting help from the chair that I was assigned to help me with my, my, my dissertation. And I was going to drop out. Like I had made up my mind that when I went in that office, I was going to drop out. And when I got into her office, Dr. Love has the most calming voice. Like she yes. used to be on like the Calm app, like Tabitha, Tabitha Brown. Like yes. her voice yes. will soothe you, calm you down. And she she just said, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> After we talked, she said, Jasmine, I want to. Do you want me to chair your dissertation? Be on your chair your committee. And I said, yes. Mm. You know, I never even thought about that. I never even thought about asking for a new chair. I'm yes. on dropping out. Like, that changed oh, my man. life. Like, she literally, she didn't know. I don't even know she knew that I was dropping out. But I was I was at the end of my rope. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And this is it. Like, I'm good with that. I, I have made it in my mind. And I'm going to be live my life knowing that I, I, I did the best I could. Right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And right. She shared, she shared my um dissertation, helped me through that process. I defended successfully. Uh and it was it's a wrap. It's been a wrap since 2012 when I graduated. But that was Woo! the thing that like changed my life, you know, because who knew? You wouldn't be calling me Dr. Jasmine Lee Morris at this time, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have this wealth of research that I I've worked on um thus far. So yeah, shout out to Dr. Moni for love. Like I got so many stories like that, but I feel yes. like that kind of connects us. Um mm-hmm. I everybody has a Dr. Love story. Yes. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing, amazing. 
He got me through a couple of uh, instances when I was like ready to just throw in the towel. Yes. <laughs> and just, and her, and her office was so zen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Come on. I need that. Just sit in her right office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still keep in t- touch with her. We text pretty often. And um, I'm glad to still have that connection. So um, she can't get rid of me, you know. So (laughs) that is a connection that I will cherish forever. And it is always so inspiring when we can have people in our lives that inspire us in that way. And all we want to do is just continue to pass the torch, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, just to, you know... For our audience, um, as a call to action in a way, empowerment is so important. And I love how you talk about this idea of reimagining you. Mm. How can listeners take the first steps in that process? I say this all the time. See yourself where you want to be. I Mm, believe that that. many of my successes are due in part to me seeing myself where I want to be. When I graduated high school at 16 and went off to college, I saw myself in college before I was there. And I was in high school like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm ready to go to college. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then my guidance counselor was like, um, I'm looking at your records. You want to graduate early? And I was like, yeah. you know. And I saw myself there when I graduated and I saw my and I started teaching high school. I saw myself as a teacher before I got there. You know, I've seen myself along the way in executive or senior level positions in some corporation. It just for me, it just happens to be government. So I see myself even now. I see myself where I want to be. I see myself living abroad. I see myself in different vantage points, having a family with my husband. Um, we are a family, but expanding our family. I see those things. Mm-hmm, right. So it's, for me, it's not only vision boarding, but it is vision visualization. I think I said something right there. You know, I, like I visualize. Visual, visualization. Come on, I, like I think that. I said something. There. I felt that in my spirit for real, though. Mm-hmm. But, I felt it too. <laughs> but I'm visualizing where I want to be, you know, in my future, 5, 10, 20, even when my 80s, when I, 80s, when I look back over my life, what I want to have accomplished. I do that mm-hmm. now. And I talk to myself mm-hmm. out loud. You might think it's crazy, but I talk to myself out loud. So I think the best of us do. <laughs> so um, that's that's what's what I'll share. Visualize where you want to be. You want you can vision board. You can strategize. But you know when I when I why why I think visualization is so important is because I I, I visualize in my sleep. I visualize mm-hmm. some things when I'm driving. I visualize that thing even when I'm not conscious of it. And then it gets buried in my heart somewhere. And when it gets in that heart, it's engrafted. And it's going to come out eventually and manifest. Yes. And it is so just speaking it and visualizing it. And like you said, visualize the visualization. It's just, it's so important to our growth as as people. And I, I, I can't even... I'm, I'm just so excited. Um, it's just all of this that it just gave me the feels. It, it makes me feel inspired. And I'm just so excited that you have been able to come on here and talk to us today. So we're going to do a quick little, what I call the random round. 
And they may seem like random questions, but I think that everything, everything that we can do, we can learn from each other. So um, random question, what is your go-to pump up song? That song that just gets you hype and gets you motivated. Mm. Wow. Um, Dag, it's, it's actually a church song that you, a shouting song, right? Um, Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. What is it? What name? Is it? Oh my goodness, Jack, Jacqueline Carr. It's yours. Okay. I, I think... love that song. Okay. Uh huh. All, right. All I, right. I might listen to that in the morning while I'm getting dressed, <laughs> getting ready for work. Um, it, when I was going into the office, right. But if I want to just like put a praise on it, I'm putting on some Tasha Cobbs or something where I need to activate my spirit yes. to move to the next, yes. the next place. Okay. I love that. I love that. All right. So what are some things you had to unlearn? I know it's a random question, but what are some things you just had to unlearn? Um, negativity, speaking negative, negative things like, oh, I don't think that's going to work out. Or, I don't think that's going to happen. Or maybe it can. I don't know. Just like not really speaking positive. Mm, yes. And I that, I mean, it's so that. easy. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. So easy for us to constantly do that. So unlearning that is so detrimental. One last question. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Best resources? Hmm. Google. <laughs> you might think that's funny, but I Google everything. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. That, listen, I, real real, I quick, going real quick. We didn't, we didn't go on spiritual. We didn't talk about affirmation. Look, Google that thing, girl. <laughs> right? Go, YouTube. Yes. Edutainment. <laughs> education. Mm-hmm. Go on YouTube. And the last thing yeah. I say is my go-to is really one of my, any of my favorite sermons. If I, if when I want to hear something encouraging i'll tune into one of my favorite preachers or some some uplifting music to get me in the zone right well, everybody needs that 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 gets you get you there yeah and it doesn't matter how to get there it's just whatever yeah, gets you going and get you going. or some mm-hmm. type of sermon that i really enjoyed or something just to kind of uplift me and get me in the zone okay um- I just want to thank you, Dr. Jasmine, so much for taking the time to join us today. You have been a delightful guest. Thank you. A very patient guest. And I appreciate you because we we were struggling earlier (laughs) getting this thing going. But I love that you took the time to just be patient with me and all of our things because God, you know, put us together. So, look, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it work. Make it work. uh, mm Mm-hmm. All right. So if listeners want to get more information about you and, and, and your book, where can where can we go to get this information? Yes, you can visit my website at jasminelemorris.com, www.jasminelemorris.com. My book, Heart Rhythms, Surviving Singleness with Faith, Know-How and Grit, along with my journal, Heart Rhythms, a guided journal for thriving and singleness is available anywhere books are sold. Um, so Amazon, your favorite place, Love Barnes it. and Nobles, or anywhere your books are sold. Hey, do me a favor. When you finish, give a shout out to a girl and give a review because that helps us authors, us indie authors out here trying to promote ourselves and get our um, books out there to other people that need it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I want you to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when?